Hey, it's Nancy Yearout. It's October the 29th, 2023, and welcome to News with Nancy. And thanks for joining me today. Hey, it's almost Halloween. I love Halloween. And I uh, hope you guys are going to a costume party or passing out candy or just getting the kids ready. It's so much fun to create homemade costumes. I hope people still do that. Anyway, here I am today on a Sunday because I felt like I needed to come in and talk and just kind of give the headlines and give you my intuitive take on what's happening in the world. I will say I did pick the Speaker of the House last week. So if you watch my news with Nancy, I don't know if you saw my prediction, but I was right on the money on that one. And he looks like he's going to be a fabulous Speaker of the House and bring people together. And I think that's exactly what we need right now. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about prayer. Last week, I started off with, hey, we got to send prayers to our neighbors and to our friends and to the people of Israel and to the people of the Gaza Strip. You know, the people of the world, this is a really uh, crazy time, a lot of time of unrest. And um, I bring up the power of prayer because it's the spoken word, the power of the word, the power of your thoughts, the power of your intentions that go out into the universe and do make a difference. And so pray for your friends, family, the people of the world, the people of the United States, the people of Israel, the people of Palestine, all of the people who are suffering across the globe. So I just want to say that right off the bat. The first um, headline that I pulled was Gaza breaks into aid centers taking flour and supplies, the UN says. This comes from Reuters. Thousands of Gaza residents broke in to the UN warehouses on Sunday, that's today, grabbing flour and other essential items in a sign that they have reached a breaking point. The United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency, UNRWA, said one of the warehouses um, is located in central Gaza. It's where the, the store supply, where they uh, store the supplies. It's delivered by humanitarian convoys crossing into Gaza from Egypt. Now, the footage from Khan Yunus in southern Gaza shows men frantically carrying boxes and large bags out of a warehouse, hoisting them onto their shoulders or loading them onto their bicycles. This is so sad. This is a worrying sign that civil order is starting to break down after three weeks of war and a tight siege on Gaza. The United Nations Relief and Work Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East said in a statement, so it is a sad situation, but you know, Israel has to stand up and defend itself. You cannot be attacked. Nobody will be attacked and not defend themselves. You can't just lay down and let people, you know, kill the people of Israel. So this is a really sad situation. And that's why I say send prayers because it'll help. It really will help the tension. The next, um, headline that I read here and there's a big there's a picture and this is coming across the Brooklyn Bridge this is uh this is stop the massacre pro-Palestine anti-Israel protest draw large crowds worldwide it's a demonstration in New York um, Pakistan Greece Madrid Morocco are attended by tens of thousands as Jews face um you know dramatic anti-Semitism. And, you know, here we are again, you know, this has been going on for so long and you cannot condemn a people because of their heritage. This is just absolutely terrible. And um, there were all these protesters onto the streets of Brooklyn, New York. Um, one of the largest, they said, um, 
this week. And you guys can check that out. It's just a sad situation. And then here we have the guy from Maine. And this is a guy, and let's just talk about this because, you know, I would imagine that most people are well aware that when they close down the mental institutions in the United States of America, that the people who weren't mentally stable were let out on the streets or for their families to take care of, which a lot of people, how do you take care of someone who's mentally ill if you're not a doctor or if you don't know the proper medication? Um, this is what I think. I'm just giving you my intuitive take. You know, my intuitive take on this truly that it was done on purpose. It's really strange. You know, I know that there are people who have issues and that's why we had mental institutions. Now they say that mental institutions had become corrupt. Okay. That happens, but let's start over. It's time that we, and maybe we don't call them mental institutions. Maybe we talk, call them like rehabilitation health centers like when people go when they have drug addiction it's the same thing and um you know we need to do something and this is as as humanity we need to develop these facilities and you know there's a lot of things that i want to do that i'm going to do as i'm able to financially and this is one of them because these people need help and they end up killing themselves or killing other people. And this comes from Maine. Um, nearly, th this is just horrible. The man sought to purchase a gun silencer in August. So this is kind of what's going on. Everyone knows that um, he fatally shot 18 people in Lewiston, Maine. They say that nearly three months before Robert R. Card, the second fatally shot the people, he went to a gun shop and he was declined um to purchase a firearm silencer. Um, Mr. Card was 40, just 40 years old. To me, that's young. He went to pick up a silencer on August the 5th from Coastal Defense Firearms in the neighboring town of Auburn, said Rick LaChapel, the gun owner. Mr. LaChapel said Mr. Card had bought the silencer, a device that quiets gunshots from another store that store sent it to Coastal Defense Firearms for pickup. And the purchase attempt is one of the first indications that Mr. Card acknowledged he had mental health issues. So he let them know. So ABC reported this um, on the first purchase attempt. So questions over Mr. Card's mental health and his access to firearms have been the central to the investigation um, into the mass shooting of 18 people killed and 13 others wounded at a bowling alley in a bar during a recent visit to a National Guard training facility. Um, he was an Army reservist. They say that he was uh, under evaluation at a mental health facility, according to a senior law enforcement official. But the main commissioner of public safety said on Saturday that he had no information to suggest that Mr. Card had ever been forcibly committed for mental health treatment. This seems kind of like nobody wants to take responsibility. Again, we're back to the situation where if somebody is in the military and they send them to a mental health institution, at that point, there should be a red flag that goes up that says, hey, this guy's got firearms. He's not so stable. Maybe we need to do something about the firearms. But, you know, then you get into getting into somebody's rights. So, but if they're not mentally stable, they don't need to have a firearm. And this is what happened in this case. And it's so, so sad. And I saw there was another shooting in Florida today. And I won't get into that one. But, you know, people have to have guns to defend themselves, especially when you've got mental health 
uh, people who are not stable walking around. <laughs> this is this is really simple. Why? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you my intuitive take on this because why don't we have these facilities? This is done completely intentionally to have these crazies out on the street. It's almost like a control thing. Yeah, because if they had them controlled, then society would run much smoother, much more smoothly, and they wouldn't have anybody that they could uh, use. Is what I pick up. I know that's really sad, but that's what I get that they use a lot of these people who are mentally ill to do these things, you know, because they really would like to take our guns away. Okay, that's my intuitive take on that, that it's done on purpose. But I'm going to say we, the people, stand up and start building facilities for the mentally ill. Okay. Matthew Perry. You know, I've always felt like Matthew Perry wasn't stable for a while now. I hate to say that. Maybe I heard something in the news but here's what it says. Um, his He died. God bless. And, you know, but prayers to the family. He died um, yesterday at his home. He was 54 years old. He was very young. He's uh, known best for starring as Chandler Bing in the beloved sitcom Friends. He was found in a hot tub at his Los Angeles home. Law enforcement sources confirmed. Um, though he appeared to have died from drowning, no official cause of death has been released. You know, on November 1st, 2022, nearly a year to the date before his death, Perry released a memoir titled Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, detailing his rise to fame as well as his struggles with addiction. Fox News Digital takes a look at the top confessions from the book in the wake of his passing. He did reveal, I thought this was really interesting, this is why I'm sharing with today. He revealed in the book that during this time, he was taking 1800 milligrams of hydrocodone. He hydrocodone. He did go to rehab in Switzerland, but told his doctors that he was in excruciating pain. So he had, he'd continue to get excess access to prescription painkillers. So in fact, I was okay. He admitted it still felt like I was constantly doing a sit-up, so it was very uncomfortable, but it wasn't pain. Doctors at the facility then made the decision to put some kind of weird medical device in his back to further help with the pain. But before the surgery, he stayed up all night taking pills. Then he was anesthesia next morning for the procedure, and his heart stopped. So he was given a shot at 11 a.m., Perry wrote, I woke up 11 hours later in a different hospital. Apparently, the propofol had stopped my heart for five minutes. It wasn't a heart attack. I didn't flatline, but nothing had been beating. I was told that some beefy Swiss guy really didn't want the guy from Friends dying on the table and did CPR on me for a full five minutes, beating and pounding my chest. It's almost like he wanted, if he took all that stuff beforehand and he knew he was going to have anesthesia, it's like he wanted to do it. He wanted to end his life then. Did friends save my life again? He added, he may have saved my life, but also broke eight ribs while he was doing CPR. Another near-death experience in 2018. This is why I'm reading this to you. It's crazy. Not too long before his heart stopped before surgery, Perry faced another major health scare. In 2018, he underwent a seven-hour emergency surgery after his colon burst, a rare but potential outcome of opioid use. This guy was just on prescription drugs big time. That day, doctors told his family that he had a 2% chance of surviving that night. The opioids cause constipation, he explained. It's kind of poetic. I was so full of 
S H I T it almost killed me. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. That's some crazy, crazy stuff. I got some good news. The red maple trees line English roads to honor 418 Canadian soldiers who died defending freedom overseas. Look at this. So stunning photos of autumn red maple trees are lining the highways and to a uh, commemorating commemorating uh, Canadian soldiers who gave their lives overseas during the two world wars. And many motorists are unaware that they are passing through a sacred war memorial on the A3 in Hampshire, England. So there's 418 maples. Canadian national tree were planted near Lip Hook to mark the lives of the 418 Canadian servicemen who trained locally and were stationed. I love this, you guys. They were stationed at Bramshot in five temporary army camps established by the Canadian Army on each side of the A3. So associated with the five military camps named for the five Great Lakes. There were also there was also a large hospital caring for the sick and wounded soldiers, especially in preparation for the aftermath of D-Day and help the Allied forces win World War II. So each tree is twinned with a soldier's grave. Those who lost their lives in the World War II are buried in Bramshot Church, Churchyard and St. Joseph Catholic Church in Grayshot. The soldiers who died in World War II were laid to rest at Brookwood Military Cemetery in Surrey. Mark Chambers took the photos last weekend at sunrise and sunset on October 22nd. And they are absolutely beautiful. Look at this. This is really cool. I mean, what a way to, you know, commemorate someone. I mean, I think it's fantastic. Well, I did download a message from Archangel Gabriel. And so you guys just kind of have an understanding of why I do this. You know, the angels are God's helpers. And they're here and they're ready to assist us when we call on them. And um, Archangel Gabriel is mentioned in the scripture. Um, in Luke 1, 19, he re it reads, The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. Gabriel's the angel that God sent to speak to the Virgin Mary. So in the book of Daniel, verse 9, 21, Chapter 9, verse 21, Gabriel is described as a man. It is important to know that the angel Gabriel interpreted uh, Daniel's visions. One more interesting fact is that Gabriel is the angel that announced the birth of John the Baptist. And Gabriel is truly God's messenger. And the name Gabriel means God is my strength. And I just want you to know that as an angel communicator, because that's what I am, I communicate with the angels, the angelic realm, that I am so blessed that Gabriel communicates and he gives me these messages. And I'm putting a book together right now and it will include his messages. But for right now, you can either hear me read them on my show or you can read them on my website. But this morning I asked Gabriel, what is it that you want me to say? And this is what, this is the message. And this is channeled exactly as he gave it to me. I don't change the words. Dearest Nancy, the road is long and humanity seems to be following along it, needing love, not fear along the way. The fear of war is on your planet and changes the vibration tremendously. 
The negativity of death, sorrow, hate have increased in your world. Know that each and every one of you has the power within you to create love. That is what is the most needed at this time. It's the love vibration that will heal. Love is powerful and miraculous. Pray loving prayers to those less fortunate and mean your words. The emotions are a large part of the equation. This is a war of good and evil occurring right now in front of you. Be aware that this is real and will escalate if you, the people, don't stop it. Good, loving, and kind thoughts, words, and actions can and will uplift your people. This is all, Gabriel. And I agree with that. I always talk about the power of the spoken word and how important it is. And he's just reminding us to be kind to each other and be decent to each other. You know, set the example. Be the light in the world that we need right now. The more lights we have, the brighter we burn. The brighter, the brighter we shine, the brighter we shine. That's what I will say. I want to send love and light to the world. I want to send love and light to everybody out there. Um, I hope you guys have a fabulous week. I hope the news gets better. Prayers to everyone. Uh, tune in. Check out my show. I've got a new book that I just launched. Hey, you guys, wake up. The universe is speaking to you. You can pick it up at Barnes and Noble or at Amazon.com. I've got great shows coming up this week. I will be in LA next year teaching spiritual law and angel communication. If you want an angel reading, I got to do is book it on my website. I do my best to bring you good information. And um, let me see if there's anything else that my angel would like to leave you with today. Know that every one of you is loved by the divine and every one of you has a guardian angel who loves you and is right next to you, right by your side. Okay, that's it for today. Hope you guys have a fabulous week and God bless.